some local businesses might have multiple locations or even regions. So then the budget would need to be increased to cover all those things. Uh, and also nationwide. There's also things like competition. That's huge. If you've got low competition, that means the costs can be a lot lower and that means you can have lower budgets. But if there's a lot more competition, yeah, cost per click is going to be more or cost per impressions are going to be more. So there's definitely things you have to take in consideration. In today's episode, I'm going to sit down and talk to Tim Sutton. Tim has been running his digital marketing agency since 2017 and he's been in paid advertising ever since. So in this episode, we're going to dive into the very basics of paid advertising on Google ads and Facebook ads. What are the main differences and how to get started as a complete beginner without having any clients and without having any budget. So if you want to get into PPC and finally get answers to how to get into paid advertising in the first place, pay close attention to this episode. Tim is also a very successful entrepreneur who was able to manage his time pretty well by having two independent projects running at the same time and going to salsa competitions and traveling to conferences and living the ideal digital nomad life. So let's just not wait any further and let's get into the episode. Welcome, Tim, to the show. I'm super, super glad that you have made it to the Aspiring CMO. We have met a year ago and I was so amazed by your energy, the, your dancing talent. Like he's an amazing dancer. Plus he's a kick-ass PPC and SEO. Like it's like a two best of both worlds together here. Yeah, thank you. That's a really lovely introduction. Thanks for having me today, Annie. <laughs> Thanks, great. Tim, for joining the show. Yeah. So before um, we start with like hard for PPC. Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you about yourself. Like, can you tell us uh, what businesses you run? What do you do now? Yeah. Uh, so right now, I'm currently the founder and the director of a digital marketing agency called Launch Presso Digital Marketing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, I've been running that since 2017. I have a small team of about five people working with me. Great team. And yeah, I've been doing that since then. And also have a few affiliate websites that I run on one about coffee. That's my little mini passion. That's crazy. You run mm -hmm. A lot of things. Yeah, it feels like I do have a lot of irons in the fire, thumbs in many pies, but yeah, maybe sometimes I'm biting too much more off than I can chew. <laughs> wow. And which of the three businesses uh, do you find it more successful? Well, the breadwinner and the lion's share is definitely Launch Peso Digital Marketing. That brings in most of the revenue from my, out of all my businesses. Mm -hmm. And what made you start that in 2017? Oh, yeah, that the, that comes with a lot of history. <laughs> Actually, originally, the, the business did start out with another business partner, and we were full stack everything digital wise, uh, in terms of that business at the time until it was until we actually found a, a course on AppSumo of all places on uh, Google ads. And so you know, it's funny how some things that you do find for really cheap end up becoming the most successful niches to go down. So wow. yeah, yeah, a $50 course on AppSumo brought a, about a, you know, a more than six figure a year uh, digital marketing agency, primarily in Google ads. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you guys basically took a course and then you guys built an agency from it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So does it mean like, so now I hear that your agency has five people. Yeah. So does it mean like in order to run a Google ads agency, you really don't have that many people or? You don't need to have that many people. You can definitely start out solo uh, with it. Uh, naturally, it's just going to be a like slow getting off the ground. You have to build up a lot of, you know, knowledge and expertise that takes time and eventually you get to a point where you need to start scaling up if that's what you really want to do you can be a, a solopreneur for as long as you like you know and be happy on a you know a moderate five-figure income per month if that's what you want you know you can definitely do that but if you really want to be able to build it out you have to start look at duplicating yourself which i will touch more on later okay yeah. all right thank you mm -hmm. so uh, going back a little bit more mm -hmm. is that you know for most of the aspiring cmos who might be in the same shoes right now how did you 
most get started in your marketing career? Yeah, well, that goes back quite a way, actually. Um, if I was to put a, a pin in time as to when I started, it was actually in Oaxaca, Mexico, of all places. Yeah, I like because once upon a time I was married and me and my ex-wife, we decided to uh, leave Australia for the second time to go and essentially get out there and, you know, learn digital, learn something online to be able to make money. We were, you know, doing life in Australia 2.0 all again. And it was like, ah. Oh, you know, how do we get back here again? So let's sell everything again and get going. And essentially, long story short, um, initially think it was going to be through a blog, we're going to make money. It was in Oaxaca that I decided to download this course from other DCs actually, um, called, uh, you know, affiliate lifestyle. And through affiliate marketing, little did I realize I was actually learning SEO at the time. Mm. And um, so it was about June 2014 in Oaxaca that I downloaded this course. And that was the pretty much the launching of my online career. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. So you have shared that you have started your launch presto digital marketing agency mm -hmm. through a course, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of very accidental, but, right? Essentially throwing anything at the wall and seeing what would stick. Right. Yeah. In terms of all the digital marketing things that we could offer to clients. And mm -hmm. it seemed like the one thing that was getting traction. And then we thought, let's just go along on this. You know, um, it actually was by uh, purely by some accident that we, cause some of the affiliate websites that I was running at the time, we did have an opportunity to run PPC on keywords that you're not usually allowed to bid on if you are uh, an affiliate with these ones, but we got permission on specific keywords and we were running um, ads to this particular landing pages to this offer. And it was just like a cash machine at the time. $1 in five was coming out. And we couldn't put enough dollars in at the time, but we're like, you know, we're like, this is going to be unsustainable. We need to look at doing this for clients as well. So that's one of the initial things that got us into doing the PPC as well. And, and, you know, we're looking for clients at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And now that somebody will see this results from you, um, and you have gone through like many years of uh, PPC, what would be your advice to someone beginner to get started in paid ads? Like, what, what, what's your advice now that you have reflected on your start? Yeah, the, getting started in PPC as a freelancer uh, comes with a lot of challenges, right? The hardest thing is like, how do I get my first client? You know, because in many ways that you're playing around with other people's money, especially their ad spend, so they're entrusting you to take care of that budget. Uh, so if you've got no, how would I say, runs on the board, not, no proof that you've actually done any work, it's going to be tough. So how would you go about doing that? Like naturally, yeah, go do the course, learn things uh, about PPC and get your head around how it all works platform wise and whatnot but you want to be looking at how you can actually get some practice so what i would suggest is actually looking at uh doing work for free maybe for a certain amount of time you know even if it's with local businesses in the area for like lead generation for example uh, i would be looking at approaching these businesses and say hey like you know i know people might already be running ppc in in their area or google ads in their in that area and you'd be like uh, i see you're doing ads you know you might point out some mistakes and say hey would you be happy if i like take care of this for you or look after this for you for three months and in return could I get a testimonial can I get a case study or you know after that if you're happy with my services could we look at uh, actually working together. So that's one way I would suggest to do it. Another way is Upwork. Upwork's a great platform. It is getting quite saturated from me returning back to the platform to have a look, but there's definitely ways you can hack your way through that. I would say, you know, there's like, you could get some friends if it, or there's people that, you know, maybe even these business that you approach to get them to hire you through the platform for a low amount. You can even return the money to them so you can get 
reviews from them and even get some people. You know, there's actually other ways you can get、um, people to be able to review you, even if you haven't worked on the platform yet. Okay, all、mm-hmm. right. So your number one advice is to get practice as soon as possible,、mm. and no matter if they pay you or not, it's just that get your foot in the door. Yeah, that's right, right、mm-hmm. definitely. And catch like chase those reviews, chase those testimonials. Definitely. And in case of people who want to get, get into bigger companies, maybe like put that into their CV and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,、right? definitely. You got to get that social proof, especially if you're a freelancer. If you're wanting to run PPC for your own assets, that's a different conversation. You know, that's、mm-hmm. maybe for a completely different podcast. But it depends on what angle that you're looking at, wanting to look at this from. But、um, if it's pretty pretty much someone who's wanting to start their own digital agency, that's the the approach that you I would recommend taking. You can fast track a lot of stuff by that path. Okay,、mm. thank you so much.、Uh, my next question always in PPC, like, all right, I got the opportunity to practice,、mm-hmm. but then they're gonna ask me about the actual number, like how much money do I have to put into this,、yeah. um, and how much am I gonna return? That was、mm. like, I let me share you this story. Like my first marketing job ever, I was the marketing person. Oh, one person team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I got you're, to, you're all in one. <laughs> yeah, I was all in one package. I got to know all my personalities、yeah. there. <laughs> so、um, that was a challenging role, but I, I'm not regretting it.、Mm-hmm. However, that was one of my biggest challenges back then. Where like I need to run ads.、Mm-hmm. The, the founders, everybody knew it was like an open secret. Ad.、Yeah. We need to run ads. But then the bottleneck was always like, well, the how much? Yeah. And they had trust issues giving me that money, and it was a small company, so I'm talking like five hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. I do feel your pain. But, very much. Yeah. You know, I was a starter, fresh out of university. You don't want to just like. I, now I, I understand. Yeah. Now I understand the founders. Like they don't want to just throw it out to a young girl. Of like, course. Got out of school, but like in my head, I'm like, but then who else is going to run ads? Because you guys are clearly not doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what? How would you kind of give that advice? Like, okay, how much money should you ask for、mm. the person,、uh, and then how to report it at the end of the month? Yeah. So coming back to like how much, it's generally like horses for courses. And、what do I mean by that? It depends on the situation, you know, and the type of business it is. You know, I will throw it out there. What's your budget? And they're like, I don't know. What do you think I should be spending? It always happens. It always this back and forth, like、okay. ping pong sort of situation.、Uh, but what we've come to find is that,、uh, like, with lead lead generation, with lead generation, essentially, you can start with as low as five hundred, even up to like a thousand dollars a month USD. That is for、uh, like a local business, definitely. Like local lead generation, you can start as low as that. So like plumbing. Businesses, HVAC, all those sort of things. You know, if you were in the e-commerce space, that's a different ball game. Especially if you're looking at going like nationwide, you want to be starting with at least five thousand US dollars a month. Nationwide, as in in the US. Let's use US as an example.、And、I would say you would want to be starting with at least five thousand dollars. If you're going to go with low budgets, even if it's three, two and a half, one thousand, you got to understand that your results are going to come a lot slower.、Mm-hmm. And most of these platforms, whether it be Google Ads or Facebook Ads or whatever, they they're data hungry. The more data you feed it, the more it can optimize. The more you can get better results. This is really really important. So otherwise, if you if you're running it on lower budgets, depending on you know the the cost per conversion, like these, this is important metrics to find out.、Uh, most of these platforms, if you're getting something as low as five or ten conversions per month. It's going to be very, very difficult to be able to pivot 
to find out what's really working and what's not in terms of your 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 PPC marketing. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this far into the episode. And if you want to meet successful online entrepreneurs and SEOs just like you, make sure you join the SEO Mastery Summit from April 7 to 11 in the center of Ho Chi Minh City. We'll have over 15 international speakers coming from all over the world and attendees joining to make connections and build their businesses to their best potential in 2024. So our first SEO Mastery Summit event so out so make sure you grab your tickets today because we are increasing prices at the end of every single month so i'll hope to see you there and let's get back to the episode okay so first of all to set the budget for your first campaign it Mm -hmm. depends on the goal of the business where is this business located Mm -hmm. is that a local business is that are we going nationwide yeah versus are you a actual local business who does services and sell products or like are you an e-commerce business right exactly okay very much so so local businesses you might cover one single business might be covering a 50 mile radius or kilometer radius so you know you can fit your ads for that it, uh, some local businesses might have multiple locations or even regions so then the budget would need to be increased to cover all those things uh, and also nationwide there's also things like competition that's huge if you've got low competition that means the costs can be a lot lower and that means you can have lower budgets but if there's a lot more competition yeah cost per click is going to be more or cost per impressions are going to be more so there's definitely things you have to take in consideration and initially it's a little bit hard to know what those costs are going to look like google ads keyword planner does show some ranges but it's not until you get started to really know what co- what your costs are. Oh, so you actually have to run the ads to actually see the costs. To right? really see what things are doing. Because there's many different factors that affect the cost per click. For example, if you're running Google Shopping ads, the cost per click is generally going to be a lot lower as opposed to search ads, which is you know a lot more real estate in terms of Google with higher intent. There's only like a few different positions that you can compete for higher up the hierarchy, you are, higher cost per click. Okay, mm. so take away guys. And... How do you usually go on and start planning your your campaign? Do you use like different tools or is that keyword planner? Yeah, so Google Keyword Planner is a great place to start. You can actually put in the keywords that you're looking for. You can even start with a URL and it'll come back at like it'll spit out all these different types of keywords that you could be running. And that could be actually a good indicator if where you're wanting to send traffic is going to be like the intent behind the landing page and the keywords it comes back with. It'll give you an idea of if your keywords and the you know the type of customer you're trying to reach if the intent is going to be there because that's really really important to have message matching in terms of your ads and your landing page okay okay mm-hmm. okay and uh, now that we're going into like ppc techniques like mm-hmm. what is in your opinion the main difference between google ads facebook ads and yeah. other other type of advertising platforms that we do not know amazon yeah. maybe i don't know yeah I, in terms of amazon haven't had too much experience in playing around with that particular platform but i would say that's a lot more like uh, the e-commerce sort of things right in within that ecosystem having a bit of an idea but in terms of uh, like google or bing and all the other social platforms there's two types of marketing that I like to, um, there's two types of phrases I like to use when it comes to those types of marketing. So we've got interruption-based marketing. That's when you're trying to get in front of people when they're not really expecting it. So think of social media. When like those ads keep popping up in your feed and you feel like it, you know, kind of knows what you're looking for, you know, it's it's essentially trying to put ads in front of you that you're not expecting to happen, right? Um, as opposed to Google covers both interruption-based marketing, but also what I call permission-based marketing. Oh. So there's search intent behind it. So you'd be like um, looking for the best, you know, best shock-proof 
iPhone case, all right? So you're looking for that and it will show you ads according to that, all right? And so you, because you're already looking for that, it already, it will know. And people are trying to target and put, get their ads in front of you because you're already looking for it instead of being like, hey, where'd this come from? <laughs> I get this. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. basically, guys, like if you go for social media ads, you are literally just pushing the content no matter what the user wants or was wanting to see, right? And then Google Ads is more permission-based, which means that since people are already in the mood to look for those things, you have to just pop up yeah. and be there. Yeah. yeah, to a degree, that's right. Because Google, like I said, Google covers both mm -hmm. in terms of interruption-based marketing and permission-based marketing. Because you've got search, where people are looking for things. Then you've got YouTube, where it's also kind of like both, right? You've got your search intent, but also you could be running ads based on Google likes to call signals, what people are looking through on the internet and whatnot. So, you know, it, Google knows more about us than what we think. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I also saw an article that uh, Google or your phone would know that you're out of love before you are actually breaking up. Or <laughs> Um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And in your personal opinion, what do you like running the most? Like what was the most successful for you? Was it like social media as interruption as, mm -hmm. or was that permission based and interruption like with Google? Yeah, I, I think to be honest, like uh, my agency now focuses mostly on Shopify stores. Yeah, and Google Ads for Shopify. But most of those clients are coming back and asking, can you run our social media as well? And the best thing about running both at the same time is that you're you're covering all aspects and the full sales funnel, as I would say. So, you know, bringing new people into, you know, becoming aware of what you're doing and then like re-engaging them through ads and then getting to them to the point where they're eventually going to buy because so much these days people don't actually buy or, or fill out a contact form or whatever it might be initially. Mm -hmm. There's many, many touch points along the way. But to answer your question, the most successful is definitely Google Ads because mm -hmm. there's just so much more you can do with it, I think. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, and what are the top three skills someone needs to succeed in PPC? It's more like a career question for somebody who is aspiring to do what you do. In terms of PPC, the three skills that I believe that you do need and the virtues is you've got to be good with data and reading analytics because uh, there's so much data in all these platforms and most of them are very similar in terms of what to read. But once you've read that, what do you do with that data? How do you pivot? How can you actually make things more successful within your ads campaigns in order to be able to get better results, whether you're looking for like a higher return on investment in terms of return on your ad spend or how you can get your cost per conversion down, which, you know, in, to ensure that your profitability doesn't matter what it comes to in any walk of business okay mm -hmm. all right so it's good with data mm -hmm. that's one the data so right and then so the next skill that i would recommend would be that you've got to be fairly good with your ad copy okay copywriting. yeah a copywriting so google ads for example in search you're very limited and on your headline characters you only got 30 characters per line in terms of what you can fit into that so ChatGPT these days can help a lot with that. Thanks, ChatGPT. Okay. <laughs> All right. Especially if you're a non-native English speaker, uh, it can definitely help. But then there's also Facebook ads and all the other social media ads that you can possibly run too. It's important that, you know, you can be kind of good with that. ChatGPT is epic now for what it can pump out, you know, with emojis and everything like that. So it's definitely can you know assist with you. However, you do need to know the intent behind your ad copy. So when people read your ad and then they click through wherever they're landing, is going to be equally as important mm -hmm. for people to convert. Yeah. 
Um, the third, the third I would say would be, you know, strategic planning and, and budget management, which we touched on before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you might have a budget of a thousand dollars a month, but how are you going to pump that out? How are you going to actually roll that out amongst the campaigns and what's going to be important in terms of, you know, pushing that around and to, to get, you know, the, the best results for the, the client. So strategic planning around the type of campaigns you're going to be doing and then where you're going to be allocating those budgets to. So you're going to be careful with the, the ad spend that clients entrust to you, because if you go and blow it up, you're going to lose trust very quickly. So knowing how to keep that under control and make sure you get the right bidding strategies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is going to be super important in, to get the client the results. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, in this case though, when you sign up a client, does that mean that you sign them up uh, to multiple months in a row? So like rather than like, hey, pay me monthly, like you have to sign up for at least three months so that we can actually see some results. Yeah, I, I probably should be tightening this up in terms of my digital agency. But if unless someone's been recommended to you like through referral, you know there's already implied trust. Right? But if you're getting someone cold and you're selling them, convincing them to start with you, I tend to keep those rules a little bit loose. But I always preface and set the expectation with the client. Hey, we recommend at least three months that you stick around with so we can at least get some decent data in order for us to be able to see how we can pivot and we can reassess. But generally, it's going to take six months before we actually... yeah. Yeah, so it can take up to six months, up to, I'll be, be clear on that, can take up to six months before we start seeing really good results within Google Ads. And that all depends on the budget that companies, you know, bigger companies usually have more liberty to be able to spend a lot more in order to get that data in to know even if these platforms are going to work for them or not. Okay, mm. I love that. And for some like small creators like me, for example, uh, and an aspiring CMO as well. Like I'm thinking to like learn these skills, but I don't want to gotta learn it on somebody else's because I'm I kind of insecure to like just go out and like blow their money. Mm. But I was thinking to kind of come up with like a small product to, mm. to run ads to. What do you yeah. think about that type of idea? Yeah, like if you're looking at e-commerce, for example, and you only have and you're only limited to a few different products, uh, starting with a small budget can work. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know, like let's just say, for example, you've got three products in your store, you'd be able to practice and like. This is the thing. Give yourself that allowance. What What am I willing to, let's just say, not blow? So we don't like to use the term blowing cash. You're actually allocating budget or a, you know, a set amount so you can get market research in real time. You essentially are speeding up the process in order to know that you've got the right market fit for your product or service by allocating that into it. So the initial question of like, if I'm only wanting to start out with a small amount, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My initial question was like, yeah. well, I would love to like just start with mm. a, like a minimal viable product. Yeah. To just, you know, throw something out, yeah. put some ads into it and yeah. then see what happens. Exactly. So yeah, give yourself a monthly budget and work out how many months you want to be able to work that out for. It might be 1500 or $2,000. And that should give you enough data to see whether it's your ad campaigns or your offer is what's working or not. Mm. Because that's pretty important. Okay, can you, can, you tell us more about that? Like what was that difference between the sales offer and yeah, the campaign? That's a great question because we could be setting up the most beautiful campaigns with Google ads, Bing ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, even LinkedIn or TikTok, for example. But if no one wants your shit, it's not going to work. Nope. Not going to work at all. Yeah. So having like a, but at least you've got that data and you've got that research there on how you can actually revise your offer or product, whatever it might be. We can use the blanket statement offer. Offer can be product or service. And essentially that you will know quickly on what you need to do to find out if people, you know, what you can do to pivot or improve that offer or even trash it or can it completely mm-hmm. in terms of that. And move, fail, like the good thing about running 
PPC is that you can fail fast. Okay. If, if you're running, trying to run things organically, uh, you're gonna it's gonna be a longer time to find out whether or not what you've got is what people want. That's a great that's a great quote, and mm-hmm. I I like this because I think something Gregory Elfing also mentioned one time is like marketing always fails, but like the more you can fail, the more successful become. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that's he also referred to running Facebook ads like uh, matching the offers and the products. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big takeaway, guys. So like PPC is not only just data, but also testing whether your products or services make sense to the given audience that, yeah. that you've been thinking about. It's almost like a laboratory. Yeah, right. Definitely. It's the best yeah. way to, for, to experiment, right? It's experiment. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much. Now I would like to kind of move on to from PPC mm-hmm. to actually before we move on to PPC, is there any resources that you you personally love to share with the audience so like they can get into PPC? Yeah, so I highly recommend finding a course to be able to learn PPC in general, whether it be Facebook ads or Google ads, Th- those are the two main platforms which take the lion's share of PPC. So there's definitely courses out there, even YouTube, if you're trying to do things on a budget, I would definitely highly recommend looking or going down the YouTube path in terms of finding resources uh, on a budget, on a shoestring that could share more than enough knowledge to get you started in terms of Google ads. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Do you think somebody need to know SEO basics to like get started in Google ads because of that keywords and search intent? Yeah, I, I would say that you don't need to, but if you do know a bit of SEO, it gives you a massive leg up in terms of uh, your PPC, almost like a, a bit of a competitive advantage. Because generally, I would make some comments about SEO to my clients, and they're like, "Why are you not offering that as well?" It's like, "Well, I'm trying to stick to my niche, staying within my lane, and all that sort of thing." And yeah, so it, if you do know SEO, it's, it definitely is a massive competitive advantage. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Okay, so and if uh, somebody, for example, knows social media management, that would mm-hmm. be good for Facebook ads. Do you think that? Yeah, definitely. They dovetail together with the the platforms. It's just that uh, social media management is a little more about like getting posts out there, maybe boosting posts and you get limited amount of data. And when you start working within the Facebook ads or the Facebook ads manager platform, you'll find that your options will definitely open up as to the different types of ads that you can run. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically guys, into summary, if you want to get into PPC, then make sure that you either find a course and... Uh, take that course and learn from the basics or if you don't have budget then it's okay to go down to a youtube tutorial Mm. and then see how to get into ads manager how to get into keyword planner and actually set up your first google ads campaign right yeah yeah totally and and just to add to what you're saying annie i would actually highly recommend not just to do the course but to find a community that's maybe, how you say, dovetailed or bolted into the course as well. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when you're working through stuff, you're going to hit walls. You're like, oh, how do I do this? And you can just reach out to a community and know that someone's going to be able to come back with some answers, especially when that's thriving and is active. Very, very important. You don't feel like you're alone. You don't really want to feel like you're alone on this journey when you're getting started. So being a part of that is very, very important. I love that. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much um, for this tip as well, because I I was following one person before getting into like the SEO community. It was Ben Heath. Ah, Ben Heath. Do I know him? Um, You might know him from YouTube. Like I I didn't see him traveling much. Mm -hmm. He's based in the UK, but he's also like, he's like Matt Diggity, but in the Facebook ads. Oh yeah. I think the name, that's what I'm saying. The name rings a bell, but I've been following him. Yeah. I've been following him, but like he helped me to set up my first ads campaign and it was just a YouTube video. It was not even a course or something. It was just him in a little box and then 
just doing a screen share and that mm -hmm. was it and it was so helpful so uh, i know a lot of people are overthinking a lot like oh i need to take like a very expensive course but like yeah definitely i'd highly recommend not spending thousands to get started you don't need to go down that path it, it's i would look at spending a lot more money once you've had a position where you can essentially you know um i would say you know when start spending those that sort of money when you're like needing a mentor like really need a one-on-one -on -one training or within a small group of people where you're leveling up you're, you're going from freelancer to agency that's when you need to start really stretching your legs and your own personal budget to invest in yourself and your business that's a great life lesson thank you for sharing mm. that yeah you're very I welcome more people need to hear this mm -hmm. the wise team <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> now like let's move on to from ppc to actually you as a business owner mm -hmm. you as a digital nomad mm -hmm. and you are living a really awesome lifestyle I gotta say that, like you guys been traveling so much as well. You're going yeah. to dance competitions. Yeah. Like running three projects, right? You're yeah. Like, this man has three professional projects and he has time to travel and go to dance competitions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could you tell us like how how that going? Like how's yeah. that what's that time management like? What is that planning? What is it? Yeah, there's yes, it sounds like I got many balls in the air. <laughs> like juggling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're juggling. And it does seem a bit like that. It seems a bit chaotic, but I have to admit that having the team that I do have makes it so much easier. And I have a really good operations and client success. Go, I call her my number two. She's amazing. All right. She definitely helps a lot with the agency. Um, uh, and she's originally from New York. So, you know, you don't have to have someone from Western country. You can find someone who might be, you know, from like Middle East or whoever it is, but they got to be on point with everything that they do. That's made things so much easier in terms of the agency. Yeah. Having your systems and processes in place helps your business work as a well-oiled machine is what I'm trying to say. And on top of that, I find batching certain tasks works really well, especially meetings. Try keep all the different types of meetings that you got, whether it be all your team meetings, one-on-ones, whatever they might be, keep them all on specific days within a certain time frame, And that allows me and frees me up a lot in order to be able to do these things like go to dance festivals, travel to conferences, you know, go to meetups quite often. This is really, really important. So I find this really, really important to me to be able to still to do these things. Sure, I could be focusing on my business a lot more and, and get it to scale more, which is what I'm intending on doing in 2024, learning to say no a lot more to certain different things but uh yeah that's what allows me to do amazing mm. amazing uh it's really inspiring i just got into a, an agency yeah um it's an seo agency but cool. i think the structure is probably very similar to mm -hmm. any marketing agency and i'm just seeing how valuable it is to do the operations well mm. um even though it's an aspiring cmo podcast guys but sooner or later you have to do operations it's just it's just everything is some operation like the way yeah. i do the podcasting the way yeah. you know we get things done is through operations and um yeah like how i don't know when did you realize that your agency have to be extremely lean yeah. in order to actually make more money yeah. than to the effort you put in. Absolutely. So yeah, you're right. We have touched on operations a lot, but once the operations is taken care of, it frees up your brain and your time to be able to focus on things like marketing because creativity, you know, requires space essentially. And if your head is crowded with all these different tasks that need to be done, and especially if you're running all those tasks yourself, that is going to, how'd you say, suppress your, your creative thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And strategic thinking as well. As well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which essentially dovetail, you know, goes together. St st strategy and creativity, they're almost like one and the same. Awesome. Mm. Thank you.
All right, and last question. All right, so now that you have reflected on all your journey so far, you know, getting that course to like running three different businesses. Yeah. What is your number one advice to aspiring CMOs? Yeah, and this probably works well with the last things that we're talking about. If you are starting out on your, um, if you are starting out on your own, you want to quickly get to a place where you can duplicate yourself. What do I mean by that? You want to start offloading tasks as quickly as possible to somebody, whether it be you. Actually, I've read many books, um, a great book that I highly recommend is called Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. He even says that the first hire that you should get is a is a, an assistant. All right, so you can start moving all those low dollar value tasks over to them. And then that frees you up to move up the, the runs in your own business. And that's what I find works really, really well for me is like, hence the reason why I've got this really tight lean team because I've just essentially go, okay, these are the stuff that I was doing before and you can move it to them. Or you need someone who's actually better than you at certain things and you can, you can hand that responsibility to them and say, you run with that. This is your baby. Take mm-hmm. care of it. Yeah. So big reason for me why it's good to duplicate yourself quickly is because you want to start to carve out time in your business in order to work on your business and not in your business and do it regularly, like regularly carve that time out in your talent, in your calendar for you know one hour per day, even if it's one hour per day that you can work on the marketing or, you know, work out your sales funnel and your pipeline or whatever it is in order to be able to scale up your business. Very, very important. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And if people would like to reach out to you, how can they find you? Or they can reach me uh, through my website, uh, through launchpresso.com, or you can reach out to me uh, on <laughs> your coffee. YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to my, you can go to my YouTube channels with launchpresso and also my coffee one, Coffee Geek TV. You can also just send me an email across at tim at launchpresso.com if you'd like to chat more things about PPC related. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Tim, for joining Thank the show. Thank you very welcome.